Welcome everyone, you're listening to and perhaps watching Call of the Audible. Mo Khan's not here. Some say he's trapped. Others say he's not trapped. This again? That is. Which one is it? Those are the two options. Because people, well no, the third option is is that he's actually uh, in a position where he's both trapped and not trapped at the same time. Referred to as Schrodinger's Mo. Yeah, (laughs) Schrodinger's Mo. Or Mo's cat. Um, (laughs) So, it's Division 3, boys. Uh, yes. I am Peas, and this week, I am hosting. I thought he was queuing the booze. I thought he was queuing the booze. I am Stefano, and I am here because I was the third option. Yes. I'm small. I'm here because I have to. And I'm Eagle, and the sugar was first sour, but then sweet. Did you die of beaties? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude, you need to get checked by a medical professional. It's not healthy. Be more specific. He needs a second opinion. That's what he <laughs> Seriously, get rid of your doctor. He's lying to you. Your brother is a liar. <laughs> you know, he's told me I'm going to die. He's, like, he's lying to you because he wants you dead, right? Like he just wants the inheritance. So, <laughs> what inheritance? He's, like, he's not made of money, he told us. Well, well, that was a cover of her being made for of being money. For being made of sure. money. Come on now. Who, who actually admits to being made of money? True. You'll, you'll find out uh, someone who admits to being made of money. Like Donald Trump is going to say that. Warren Buffett, most likely. No, yeah. Donald Trump's going to say he has the best money in the, the whole best world. Money. The best money. The best money. The, the American money. money. The, the best money. What a guy. Um, Let's start. What was money this week? What did you see? Trinity was money this week. 4231 against KGP. Now, as much as I I enjoy seeing Trinity challenge himself in Division 3 moving up from Division 4, this is more about KGP not being up to the challenge than Trinity actually being a strong Division 3 team. To me, KGP's roster, now that they've lost James Crow for an extended period because of his injury, they've lost their best playmaker, and their roster was already very thin. Mm-hmm. Now, the roster consists of, you know, when when Jeff Rosenblatt is playing both ways because you're only six in Division Three, you won't be able to sustain. They, it could work for a week or two, but it's not a sustainable plan. No. They need to find a solution. They need to find a... You still have time. It's only five games to be playoff eligible. KGP is a... like I mean, Phil Cutler is a good quarterback. They have a few good pieces around him, but they need to find somebody. How do you not keep targeting Jeff Rosenblatt on defense? You got a pick last week. Not, really? Not week two, he got an interception on defense. On the worst of plays, like the the quarterback knew his teams or his team was offside, so but they didn't whistle it dead, so they let it play, which was like a dead play, and he just threw it at Jeff, and Jeff picked it off. Mm. So instead of just throwing it at the ground, say whatever, we'll play another down. You had a play that will not count, and you actually got interception. Strange. Made it worse. I would have lost my mind at the ref. When I lost my mind. That's a dead play. Well, the false start is the dead ball. Yeah, but it's you could be offside if like no, false start's a procedure penalty. Yes, yeah. it's a dead play. There's there's no offensive penalty where the play continues. Except offensive pass interference. Yes, flag guard. No flag guard. Now it's flag a dead ball. It doesn't dead. continue after OPI. Well, no, because well, it could be intercepted after the OPI. Mm. OPI, tipped, intercepted. That's the only one. Yeah, like a pick play technically would still be allowed to continue. 
That's true. Okay, so there's a couple. There's not many though. Well, pick play is technically OPI. No, Holding well, two. if you, if you still, yeah. interfere with the rusher. The play continues. Yep, that's true. Yeah, there's holding too. The play continues, the but it's going to come back unless the, the, they Offensive holding? Offensive, do offensive holding, Stefano. <laughs> 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 you, you, you pull a guy towards you, headbutt him, and keep running. You, you grab the rusher as you run. So do you think uh, Do you think Trinity can compete in the three? I think so. I think like... Can you also reserve your chewing for <laughs> when we're not on air and perhaps between shows? We have time between shows where we you don't. can chew. We really don't. He uses time for other business. <laughs> we have to switch sheets. That's also true. Thank you, Eagle. Really? Okay. I believe Eagle, you don't know what right and wrong is. I feel like <laughs> Eagle just does everything in reverse because he's bored. What'd you see in Div 3? Uh, I saw yeah. the Alpha T's beating Brotherhood, which is impressive. By a point. Yeah, but it's more impressive because the Brotherhood had six free points because Alpha T's are four guys when the game started. So they started off six. So they started off six zero, and they still ended up losing by one. So the Alpha T's defense showed up, and uh, they came back against usually what is tough to come back from, considering then Brotherhood started with the ball, and then got a touchdown, so they were up two scores. And less time because time. And less time because time was running, and then they started maybe with like eight, like five minutes in. So before it went to twelve, like right before, they were there. It's just they weren't ready on the field to play. They were changing in the locker room at Papino. So I was watching this game, and uh, honestly, the Brotherhood, no idea how they fit the cap, but they do. And, uh, but they're not winning, though. They're not. They're winning, too. They're not. They're, the reason why is because I Even feel... Even their win was not impressive. No, it was not. But see, the problem is Theo. Theo, he's not really a problem, but like at quarterback, sometimes he makes these choices that uh, don't really benefit him. Like uh, He's got nine interceptions in three games. So as a quarterback, that surprises me. Like, like, yeah, nine last winter, total. Yeah, but you're throwing nine. You're you're averaging three interceptions a game, and that's that's tough to come back from. He's gonna get one himself back on defense. Not for week. sure. So okay, but just to say, it, it, th- those are eighteen possible points that you're because they're, they're stupid. They're stupid, stupid interceptions, uh, miscommunication or overthrown, or they had a wrong route or something like that. So they're not really his fault. There was a cut. There was one that was tipped, and then that's obviously not the quarterback's fault. But he's got to stop turning the ball over, and then they, they would have definitely won this game had they kept those three positions. Uh, Jaguars, the team that Mokon likes to hate on the most, love on beat uh, the crew. He loves. Oh, it's a fake love. Hey. He's like now they're now they're winning. He's so like he's super like, hyped about Jaguars. No, they lost to Jaguars. just because they come up to him and talk to him every week. That's the only reason they like him. They um, do that to everybody, Mo. JLJ, not special. Jimmy Lee Janvier, um, great game. And Woodley Ap- Ap- uh, Apollon and uh, Jean-Jacques Janvier being the greatest beneficiaries. Well, it wasn't that. a great game for Jimmy Lee. It, it was a, like, so I, mean, I, saw, I saw glimpses of the game. They played 241 yards, six, so they, six played, they played at the same time as I did at Loyola Sunday night. But the game started terrible for, for Jaguars. They got, off, they, they got intercepted three times total, but they got intercepted, intercepted early in the game. They got intercepted one time. Was it five, like 5-3? Five, they didn't throw five, three interceptions? You're talking about... Jaguars, Jaguars? against Dirty Dogs? Jaguars to one interception. Jaguars against Dirty Dogs this week? Oh, I'm sorry. 41-33. I was thinking of the wrong game. You did say the wrong game before. That's why I, I tried to correct the crew. You, I was thinking of the game against the crew, and I was so like, that was an impressive win. So, Jimmy Lee... Yes, that was last week. Like, right. yes, he put up 33 points, but I just feel like most of it was in somewhat garbage time. Dirty Dogs got an early lead. Yeah. They, they had that cushion, and then they just decided to play safe, so... 
we'll we'll let them score like throw it underneath, but they won't score over top. They won't be able to score fast against us. We'll just keep the keep up the pace. And they they had a cushion most of the game, and they finished up with an eight point lead. And Dirty Dog is not necessarily the most high flying offense or defense in the division, but if they get an early lead, they're difficult to play against because they run the clock on you, and they they talk a lot. And it they got under Jaguar skins. Although they managed to make like you know some nice plays in the second half, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, Simon with Lightweight got by Les Studs. That was uh, that was impressive. Yeah, we got uh, honestly we got lucky a little bit. We uh, Les Studs is a very very strong offense. We I told some of my teammates before the game, whoever scores forty wins this game because defense doesn't matter. Uh, Les Studs defense is not great. I'll be honest, it wasn't necessarily just me playing well. That defense needs a little bit of work. Their offense is amazing. Samir Caron has a monster arm, and he's playing. His play calling is much better than what it was last winter. Uh, he has a good connection with his receivers. Some of them guys, some of these guys are studs. Man, Rafael Dagenet is a very good receiver. So he was the better Dagenet in that game. Yeah, you, yes. yes, he's a very good. Five receiver. catches, hundred yards, three touchdowns. Um, but like to be fair, you guys did limit the production of Felix Laflamme that no one's been able to do this season so far. Yeah, well, he went six catches, forty-one yeah. yards, a touchdown. Yeah, but that's that, that's game. not very good. I mean, the Felix Laflamme, I've seen uh, two of their games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I didn't see this one against you, but uh, he's usually the guy that they go to in key possessions and uh, to end the game. The, he's usually the guy. He's very tough to cover. He's a very good quarterback, uh, very good receiver. Sorry, the quarterback finds him easily. And uh, he makes plays happen. He rarely drops it. And when he does, quarterback just goes back to him and he makes an, an incredible catch to get back onto it. So for you guys to shut down, well, shut down in well, his standards. He was used on hooks mostly. He wasn't yeah. really used over top. He had the guys. He was spreading the ball a little bit more. He was trying things out. And they, listen, it worked. They got, they got all three possessions. They scored on all three possessions in the first half. Second half. Uh, so we tied the game up 32-32. Uh Then they got the ball back with about five five minutes before five plays. They drove the field. They had a fourth down, fourth and two. They converted. And on the following play on the first down with like three minutes and something left, he went over the middle for like an eight-yard hook. But the ball was just a bit high, just high enough that it, when the receiver dropped it, it went over his head instead of on the ground. And Justin Blanchard just scooped it off the ground, which was our only interception of the game. Mm-hmm. We got the ball back with three minutes and a half to play. We decided we we're going to kill clock. We're not giving them the ball back. So we drove the field slowly, and when we scored, they had three plays left. Yeah, we were up by seven. We gave them three plays, and I felt like with only three plays, they shouldn't be able to score and get the convert. They did not. The first play went incomplete, and then at that point, we knew the game was over. Yeah, that's a that's a weird amount of time too, where you're like, hmm, I could take a shot and score, and then maybe I could get the ball back. Cause can I kill three fifty? What if someone misses a tackle and then? I leave too much like a, yeah. You know. That was the thing. We but we told everybody like the point is to kill time, not to score right away. Because if we would have scored right away on that play, they get the ball back with three minutes. They will most likely kill clock, and I'm not seeing the ball again. And they will win this game. Yeah. Uh, Blue chips uh, beat Bearskins. Simo, you've been high on uh, Bearskins all yeah, season. Yeah, very much. You and consider this? I don't particularly consider this an upset, but you do. Th- this is, this is huge to me. Not just the fact that Blue Chip won, but the fact that they won by 19 points. Uh, as good as Blue Chip is, Bearskins felt like a very dominant team this season. But this is the sort of bad matchup for Bearskins, and this is why. Remember saying that last week that I thought I thought this was a good matchup for Blue for Blue Chips. It's a good matchup for Blue Chips, but it's a the reason why it's a bad matchup for Bearskins is Neil Edinson seems to still need that height advantage. He throws those fifty fifty balls in traffic. 
he has guys like Sasha Papich or Marco Bertoldi who's going to get those balls for him. When he's playing against a team like Blue Chips, he doesn't have the height advantage anymore. Blue Chips has some small players, but they also have guys like uh, Sandra Zahman, who's a freak athlete, who's like six, what, like six five. Yeah, and so, and Edouard Valmey, who who was probably the biggest pickup for them, had an interception yeah. in this game. Edouard Valmey, who's a very good corner, who can come into this game and really has <laughs> an instant impact. And you can see Blue Chips' defense really stepped up. And now that Neil Edison doesn't have that go-to play that it really wants or needs, he struggles. And Jordan Mitchell, when he's not facing a very good rusher, he just blows up the scoreboard, and this is what we had. Yeah. Did you catch anything else, Stefano? No, the only game I caught was uh, Alpha Tees. But I love watching uh, Blue Chips. They yeah. are uh, <laughs> they're amazing to watch, honestly. It seems like every time I wasn't there at the game, but every time I am at the game, they purposely go down in the first half, mm-hmm. and then they come back in the second half with crazy offense, and they come out victorious. They're just their offense is insane. Jordan Mitchell, he gives me a headache because I don't know how he runs so much and doesn't get tired. I would probably be on the floor, like out of energy, like every second play if I were to do what he does. So Kenneth Mitchell, great. Uh, he's a good, trusty receiver. They they have some solid athletes. It's a very fun team to watch, and uh, you know, for me, I'm not. The Bearskins is a great team too. But like you said, Neil does depend a lot on fifty fifty balls. Like the games I see, always goes deep to Sasha Papich, which I I, I would too. I probably <laughs> wouldn't be able to go there because my arm might not get to Sasha Papich. But he's tall. He's got some uh, serious. Leaps mm-hmm. and uh, he comes down with it. At least two leaps. At, At least two, two leaps. Otherwise, because one wouldn't be blown. It would just be a leap. Yeah. Yeah. You would have some serious. It's like a leap year. It's. Uh, it sounds like it. That sounds like a bad disease. You have a serious leap. Yeah. It really does. Uh, that's I mean, that's a, super depressing. That I was talking about one every four years, but good job, Simon. Take a twisted turn. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm not surprised that Blue Chips came out with the win because uh, their offense is able to connect with the best of them and uh, their defense could shut down some offenses. Top Sauce beat Cougars 39-16. Uh, Vince Sardone, just very methodical, uh, picked apart uh, the defense. Yeah, that's what... Uh, I spoke to a few guys from Cougars and that's what they said right away. It said Vince Sardone had a good game. They picked us apart. We didn't know what to do. That shocked me a little bit considering usually Vince Sardone, when, when he's on, he's got some plays. He, he places the ball at certain places on the field really, really well. And... Usually, that, that's what he goes to. It's not necessarily just picking apart a defense. He's more like a, a defensive player. But if he's able to pick off a team like Cougars, who individually are very talented, it's it's a good it's good news for Top Sauce. They were a bit down the last two weeks, and uh, they needed a win, and this is a big win for them. Yeah, and, and so my, my concern is when it comes to uh, Vince Ardoin's what happens in those games where he d- there's just a lack of consistency, right? Like, there's just games where he doesn't read the defense as well, where he struggles. Um, is is that something that worries you down the line? It, it always worried me when I see the top sauce teams. We've played against them before. We know. Like, he, there's a certain... He's a streaky quarterback. When he's hot, it seems like everything works and he's just super successful and unstoppable. When he starts the game off bad and he's underthrowing guys and he's hitting the floor and he's not reading the field the way he should be because the rush is in his way or something, it just goes from bad to worse. And it feels like there's no ending to that. He, he's down on his luck and he's not going to get back up. Yeah, that's something I definitely look, uh, look out for um, for Top Sauce. Um, 
top season, Martin Leflag. Martin Leflag win 35-14. No Jared Taylor. So, no win. Honestly, honestly, how can he replace a quarterback? It's honestly, it's a very... It's very tough to replace a quarterback. He plays quarterback for them, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, he does. He has. I'm like, sure, he's more of a DB receiver, but uh, his when he quarterbacks that team, the team is complete, obviously. And uh, you know, it's Division Three. It's very hard to find a quarterback that knows the game uh, of like higher divisions. So but like here's my issue: is the guys they got to replace him are Benjamin McMahon, uh, McMahon and. Justin Edwards. Justin Edwards, great receiver, yeah. um, not, not a quarterback. Yeah. Benjamin McMahon's played quarterback in Division 6. You can't you can't reach down to Division you 4. Can. There's 45 yeah, teams in Division 4. There you is. can't find I'm a ass- guy. I'm assuming they did. Their game was on Sunday, I believe, with the snowstorm, and like, most people didn't want to leave their homes. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming I saw that Andal tried to reach out and get somebody uh, on Facebook wall. Yeah. He probably did not find anybody, so he was stuck. But he was also a last-minute thing. So depending on when Jared Taylor announced the team, he wasn't going to be there. If it was like Sunday afternoon, it's tough to it's find tough, yeah. like a backup on the spot for the three game in a snowstorm. So you guys been drinking, watching the uh, NFL playoff games? Yeah, a lot of people don't want to leave yeah. their homes, man. Like uh, first of all, it's not nice outside, and football is on. It so. was horrible outside, Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, the football was on. People are tend to not want to leave when that's the case. Also, a very important game. So there are some teams in Division Four that could have been. Sorry, in Division 3, they could have been Division 4. Both quarterbacks and roster fit Division 4. And there's quite a few of them, actually. So I wanted to go through some of them and get and, and talk about what you guys thought about uh, them and whether or not they fit this division. Jaguars one, I think they absolutely fit. I really like Jaguars. I'm big on this team. What do you guys think? Now, Jaguars are a good uh, Division 3 team. Uh, if they would go to Division 4, I feel like... Uh it probably uh, it would be too easy for them because they have some serious athletes and uh, it's Jimmy Lee. Jimmy Lee's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He knows because uh, I, I confuse those two sometimes. And uh, but he he's, he knows he knows what it takes to win. I know people like challenging themselves. If they do go to four, they'll find it too easy. So put them in three, they could compete. But uh, Jimmy Lee's got to make sure that he doesn't psych himself out, and yeah. they'll be better off. I like Jaguars. I think that it's a. It also is going to help them to improve on the long run. Like it, challenging themselves this way is going to help the receivers, going to help the DBs, but it's also going to help the quarterback because he's going to face better teams. So they're going to grow faster than if they would have dominated in Division Four. Uh, I think it's one of those teams that could have fit in Division Four, but they belong in three, and they're going to have a better, more challenging season in Division Three. Um, another team in that list. Um, sorry, I lost the page. See, we got a little team off the top of your head. Martin and the flag. That's, there we go. that's that one it. of the teams that really surprises me the most is I feel like considering their success in Division 4B last season, they had a strong, they finished 6-3-1. They had mm-hmm. a good season, but the playoff was not really, like they, they lost in the first round. So considering they were 6-3-1, lost in the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. they should have come back in Division Let's say aim for Division 4A. So challenge yourself a little bit more, push up a little bit more, and go for that deep playoff push instead of moving up a division with the exact same team and now being the underdog instead of potentially a favorite. They stud to me starting to four. Now they appear to be in the right division. Yep. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, they stud. Uh, they are in the right division. Uh, them too. Uh, division 4, like the talent on that team uh, – I'm surprised they would be able to play in four. Well, it's 
A lot of the guys are I knew are tackle true. talent tackle, who haven't really guys, played a ton yeah. in NFL. Yeah. Their, their uh, offense is they, their offense two, even maybe even Diff two offense. Yeah. It's yeah, their offense could really uh, put it up with the best of them. Uh, they could compete in Diff two. You're right, Simo. Yep. Uh, yeah, Sam Caron at the quarterback. You know, and uh, William Nakai is a good player too. If that's how you pronounce it, Nakai. I believe so. It's like you always choose the ones you don't know. I know because <laughs> because they're the standout players, and obviously Felix Laflamme, who yeah, we all know, is Felix uh, Rafael Benjamin. He's insane. Yeah, Felix Laflamme is a very good receiver. He could probably compete with some of the best DBs in the top division too. So they're Felix Laflamme was uh, Team Canada, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah he plays play Carabin now. He yeah. was Team Canada. Rafael Dejeuner also played uh, Carabin with Sam Caron. Sam Caron, who we all know, was a Carabin yeah. quarterback for a long time. Um, an interesting situation. Freshman moved down from A, from A Division A, um, and struggling in Division Three. I don't understand. This is this is a mind-boggling to me. Why Division Three? Like I understand Division Division One. The whole scenario we went over it. It's in the past. Why wouldn't you go to the lowest possible division that you're able to get at this point? Or speak to Rob and say, "Listen, the first time we did it was, you know, it was a mistake. You were right. Listen, I we took the last spot, whatever." Where should we go now? Yeah. Well, I think they they just believe that they're, they're a high level talent. Yep. Individually, they are. Mm-hmm. They are very good individually, they but as a team, I mean, they can't really compete with the best. Yeah, they even lost one of the best receivers in Xavier, yeah. the tall guy with the glasses. They so they lost what made them multi dimensional with having the height and the speed. Now they're only speedy and short guys. And they still don't have a quarterback that's able to compete in Division Three. Yeah. You know, you know who they should call. Simon Duchesne. Yes. Simon Duchesne is yes. great for that kind of if, team. Yeah. If you give this team to Simon Duchesne, they're going to have instant success. Yeah. They won't necessarily win the championship. That's not what I'm saying. But would they be in Div 3 with Simon Duchesne? Yes. Yeah, because that's the only captain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they... That's they, why Jagerbaum's not... Right, that's that's why he's that not doing for you. They would become an instant, valid yeah. Division 3 team yeah. that's going to make some teams sweat a lot more. No, now, they, are, they are very athletic. It's just that, that they need... The quarterback is very important. They need to yeah. find someone in the... Yeah, that's, the that's pretty much what it is. Um, the crew... Bunch of all new players. I mean, they could have been in the six. They look good, right? They could have been. I'm in glad they didn't go to the six. I'm, I'm happy they're not in Division sixty. They're a bunch of new players. Nobody played FPF before. Um, I would say it's it's a good fit. They probably would be better off in Division four, just because we haven't really seen much of them yet. Like they haven't played like super strong competition, so I'm not sure where they rank just yet. Yeah, uh, I'll see them first, and I'm playing them this week, so I'll be I mean, able to see what they. So can do. when you're getting, I got texts from referees after the game to tell me about how good this team was. Okay, so I know they're playing the commission the first game, and and it wasn't much, but it was more about their play specifically. Like okay. they look really good. Okay, you know? so they know. What I know it's easier to look sure. good against a bad team. They know what they're doing. No, uh, they're very strategic. They know what to do. I'm putting these two teams in one category because I think we all agree: Scorger GF and Olympia Performance. Yeah. Listen, sorry, GF. Uh, I'm on the fence. They're they're not bad. They'll win some games. I just think that at the end they don't really belong, but they'll be all right. Olympia performance don't belong in Division Three. I think they're one of the weakest teams in Division. They should move down to four, and even in four, they wouldn't finish above like. No, they probably six wouldn't wins. be more than that. No, they probably would be like five and five. Mm-hmm. And one uh, one with an asterisk. Cougars would have been slightly over. Would have been over by point eight on quarterback and point three on defense. So let's consider them as a borderline team. Do you, do you think they? I, to me, I think they belong in the, in the three. No, they're uh, good. I, I enjoy watching them. They, they belong. Are. They belong in three. If they weren't forward, they would smoke. Yeah, they would definitely yeah. smoke the competition. But they're good. It's a good green. thing they're over the cap then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like the cap fits right. Yay! The system works. The Sometimes. System works. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's, yeah, they're like so close to the limit. They are like very like not even one. Yeah, like point three and four eight. That's crazy. No, but they're a very good team. They have some solid stars. They have some solid players out there. Uh, Mimo uh, Arminio, like quarterback. Uh, he, he he's been playing quarterback a long time, and uh, he coaches a QB for uh, the Cougars there in Saint Leonard. So he knows basically what it is for tackle, and it it is a hard adjustment for flag, but he he know he, he's good out there. But if you get to him, I mean, he was also uh, the first FPF star, like before we had Kevin Wyatt. He was he was in a trend. long. He's been playing FPF for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So Eagle, what's it bring us to? Games of the week. <laughs> Kill yourself. I like that you really buy into the horror. He's very into it. Didn't we have a call in for this division? Read the text and you'll find out. If you pay attention to the show. I don't. I don't have my phone. Well, then I can't help you. I'm <laughs> paying attention to the show, not to my phone. Well, you know. Multitasking. Eagle. You want me to uh, read them out? Yes, that's your job. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk about some teams we just actually discussed. Freshman versus Trinity. <laughs> that's not going pretty. That's uh, not good. Uh, Jeff Marquis is really just going to take advantage of his knowledge versus their lack of knowledge. Trinity won the game. Do you like his new look? He looks like an escaped convict. Yes, he does. Do you uh, like? But I find look? that attractive. I oh, hope he's okay. Cool. He got into an accident on Sunday. Oh fuck! Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't change his look though. It no. doesn't change. I, it might. It could. No, but, he, uh, said, he said he got hit and okay. he's uh, like uh, hurting, but he's fine. Not, so. Oh yeah, I think I read that. Yeah, but no, he's too good at quarterback for uh, the freshman team. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have Lima Lud versus Top Sauce. Are they playing on Papino again? Because that's they're the, I've seen them Lachindo. three times. Okay, the first three weeks they were playing Papino at eleven o'clock. I think Madrid will struggle against Top Sauce. It's just well, too much talent. It depends on Vincent Doran, right? There, it does, but I think this is the kind of game he does well in. Yeah, he should. He should. I dis- he should. I think this is the kind of game where the Madrid will strive because they're physical and they're annoying. And what gets under Finn's yeah. Nardone's skin is that's guys who are physical, physical and, and annoying. annoying. Yep. And so he's, if the Madrid are able to get start with the ball, score, and get under Vincent Nardone's skin right away, and he makes a mistake. Top is going to have a rough time yeah. getting back into this game. Okay, let's talk about the crew versus lightweight. So this is going to be a, te- a, te- a test to see how good the crew really are. Yep. I think uh, Simon Dajani pisses the game away, throws three interceptions. Wow. Two pick and, sixes uh, because he's not going to chase them back. Half his team will quit. Yep. And since there are only six, it's going to be a tough yep. time. It'll be, be a long season for Simon. It will be a long season for Simon. No, the crew are going to... I feel like the crew have what it takes to win. Uh... You already hate me, Simo, so I don't really care for your opinion. I, I don't care. All right, cool. Say. You probably do, but it's fine. No, but the crew are going to win. And the Magicians versus the South Harmon Institute of Technology. Shit. Give me shit. <laughs> I'll take shit. Yes, sir. Too much agreement. Final thoughts? Isn't it accepted? What? Isn't that from accepted, the movie? Yes. What did you say? Agreement? I said we agreed to Oh, okay. Makes sense. I misunderstood. Yeah, I'm, uh, final thoughts. Um... We don't need to have your phone, man. I'm following the show. Yeah, but you also need to follow the production notes. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, that's Eagle's job. He's producing. Yeah. Producing. I'm feeding you information during the show. Thanks. No, nope, I don't care. No. What we're going to do next I have time, a screen. What we're going to do next time when Terry Time is supposed to call in and doesn't call in, we're just going to go to you pretend to be Terry Time. Oh, that would have been so good. That would be good. Terrence. Oh, man. I, I would have talked about Putin for 20 minutes. Does he an- Does he get annoyed when you call him Terrence? I don't know. I don't know. His we'll find out. Is his, his name name's not actually Terry. No, it's something very long in Greek. Yeah, it sounds weird. Elefterios, that's it. Nice. Or Terios? Elefterios. Elefterios. That sounds like a city. It doesn't like Terios. Sounds like a, a Thank you, uh, Steph. Thank right. you, Simon. Yeah, no Thank problem. you, Eagle. Almost all. Thank you all. Yes, sir. For letting me be myself. Nobody likes you when you're yourself. <laughs> <laughs>